0: It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from Ardov Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina,
1: or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located. Here's Rich Warfield and Rico
2: Hogan,
3: Johnny John, Spider Silk. Loud Pipes episode 60. We are wrapping up our 2016 trip to the Barber Vintage Festival, recapping our activities from the final day, and of course, the ride back home. Mm-hmm. In studio, for I think only the second or third time, third time, in our lovely Charlotte facility, Mr. Hogan. What's up, buddy? What's happening, my man? Ah, yes it's so close, I could touch you. Look at this. Yeah, look at oh, this. oh there he is. There
1: he is. We could touch it, oh. all in the same place
3: we might need a, we might need a minute yeah <laughs> save us john how are you buddy <laughs> <laughs> I shaking his head.
4: <laughs> well you know it's been cool to be there but we got home late last night too tired from our rides and the beverages popped open yep
3: that pretty much ended getting it getting anything done last night was popping out the beverages
4: yeah, so so what are you guys drinking over there tonight?
3: Well, a couple of old-timers on the front porch. Rico and I are going to share a 40 of Fat Boy from OMB. This is a Baltic porter, and it is banging. Uh, wow. 8%. 8%. 8%. This could be a good one, folks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Mmm.
1: What you drinking, my man?
3: What do you got?
4: Well, I, I went down to the refrigerator, or went out to the store tonight, and I got some more Guinness Blonde American lager again. Ooh-wee. Nice. So. Guinness. Yeah. So, uh, are we all recuperated from our trip, boys?
3: I think so. Yeah, and the first, I guess the first thing I want to say on the trip is just thanks to John and Rico. Once again, I I cannot do this by myself. I don't think I would even attempt it, now looking back. Yeah. And just being able to ride out with my boys, spend a couple of days. We did a lot of work for the show. We parted a little bit. We rode hard. Whoa, well, we rode hard sometimes. And some male bonding Yesterday. was good. Yeah, some male bond oh my goodness, the ride home that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Oh. When you do like when you do an eighty mile stint and like 37 minutes or something like that it's crazy i don't
4: think it was that quick
3: (laughs) all right but it 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 was was darn fast yeah
4: (laughs) it it felt a lot faster than really what i mean if you it felt like it flew by but in time it really didn't so you look at the clock it just it went
3: yeah it was just one of those stints we knew we were coming up on fuel we were just hammering up the highway mostly all highway coming back from barber yeah and uh we were all in the zone the centers were quiet Bikes were all running good because it was nice and cool on Monday. We were just covering ground and doing it. Enjoying the ride. Just enjoying it. Sucking it in. Drinking in the weekend, as we said. Yep.
4: Yeah, so uh, one thing before we go much farther, I want to hope any of our listeners that were in the path of Hurricane Matthew, hopefully they have made it safe and everybody's safe that might be a listener of our podcast. and That's right. right. Wishing them best. Unfortunately, we had to deal with the wind of it. That you wouldn't think all the way from Alabama, we had to deal with he- wind all the way home. That's true. I think that's what it was. So,
3: yeah, the wind was definitely beating us up. Well, it was beating me up. I'll speak for myself. With no windshield, me up. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't a factor for me. I'm sorry, guys. Not a factor. Not a factor. The big girl's
1: eds. She, she's a, She's a wind splitter. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wind splitting. <laughs> Rich made the mistake of fix, fixing me uh <laughs> or buying me Chick Fil A today. Ooh wee, I am cutting some wind <laughs> yeah, tonight. you <laughs> Wee toxic.
4: So, so, so Rico, are you sleeping in doghouse tonight down there? Then yeah, I'm sleeping in the doghouse in the tent in the basement.
3: <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was so bad earlier. We had to cut a fan on in here. It was like raunchy. It was bad. <laughs> had that, that
1: essence of chick-fil-a <laughs> it was beautiful baby i don't know
4: if that's
3: an endorsement <laughs> or not
1: but
4: that's what happened oh boy uh, ricky you should have had the salad my friend i should have
3: well we went through the drive through so
4: yeah all right
3: yeah. all right so yeah that was a little bit about the ride back and um sunday was really kind of a chill day for us friday was consumed mostly with the museum. You know, we did that, we did the parade laps on the track, uh, got back to the hotel, did a little happy hour, did a little recording. So Friday was, kind of went like that, and Saturday was kind of like all work. You know, we hustled around, gave out koozies and keychains and, you know, hug people, kiss babies, things like that. And then Sunday was just kind of chill. Went back to back to Barber after a really late start. Right. I mean, my goodness, it was almost noon when yeah. we got there. Yeah, we slept in that day. and. Yeah. It, I'm glad we went back because there are just some cool people at motorcycle events, not just the attendees, but I do want to give a quick shout out to Five Star Catering. I don't have the gentlemen's names, but they were uh, manning the beer can station, hmm. which we found out to be absolute marketing gold for handing out koozies. <laughs> and the guys were so cool. They, they saw me holding a stack of them and they said, hey, do you want us to just give them out? You know, if you guys are moving on or whatever, taking off, he's like, just leave a stack. I'll give them out. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. Right. Right. So, yeah, five-star catering. And I think they're in the um, Birmingham area. So, check them out. Big ups. Big ups.
4: Yeah, well, you're talking about the stress, or not stress, laid back. I, I had a little stress when I got up Sunday morning. You know, we start to pull out. Yeah, what happened? So, you know, we load up, get on the bikes, pull back, and... There's a puddle of oil under the bike.
3: Spidey was, uh, had a wild dream overnight, or what, what do you think <laughs> <that> happened?
4: <laughs> I have no idea. What so, <laughs> you know, here I'm all worried. I didn't know how much <laughs> oil it's lost. So I was like, and with the Sparta, it's a special way to check the oil. You have to run, get up to operational temperature and then wait for, like, let it idle for 30 seconds and check it. And so, you know, we, we ran over to the... uh Ran over to Barber and you know stopped at the gas station. It looked like it was down a little bit, so I was like, "All right, I need to get some oil for this before we hit the road," because you know don't want to have the light come on and we're in the middle of no man's land and
3: right can't get oil and you need it.
4: Yeah, so uh, you know we got in the spot, got in there, and as we're parking in the museum, ran into a gentleman from um, north of Chicago. that had a Spider ST, and I asked him what oil he used, and he uses a Valvoline um, four. T stroke um, oil for his, and so try to look for auto parts store that had some, and we went in and started walking around, and had uh, Natalie help me out with calling the local parts store, and they had some, but uh, as we're walking around the vendor area, we uh, ran into a gentleman from uh, uh, Spector. Spectro. Spectro Oil, uh, Mike. Uh, Kachi, I think Ch-
3: that correct. Chachi. Right? Chachi or Kachi?
4: Yeah. I'm going to say Chachi. Okay. We'll go Kachi and, uh, explain <laughs> him to the issue and he gave me a quart of oil for nothing. So he wanted a little plug. So here it is.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, like you said, the, the guy just gave you a quart of oil after talking, you know, we're talking to him about John spider and, and the show and various things like that. And you know, again, it just goes to show that motorcycle people really are the coolest.
4: Yeah. So. so the kicker is, uh, I, I, I kicked myself afterwards because I had a port of oil here at the house. Word of I had from listening to Ted saying, when you go on a ride, take oil with you. Yeah. But I pulled it out thinking I haven't had a leak in 6,000 miles. Um. We had too. I had too much swag to bring to give away. So I was like, well.
3: Oh. <laughs> can't fit it all in there.
4: Can't fit it, so I kind of left it behind. And well, I learned my lesson. Next time, it's going no matter what. Take the oil, yeah. And uh and ever since that morning, there has not been a drop of oil. I have not seen an oil leak the whole time. So strange. Yeah, I wonder if I'm not sure even. if uh, I wonder if, if ride was... from uh, Barber to Modus and Modus back to the hotel if I just over-rev something or. Overheated a little bit. I don't know. So. You're
3: so dramatic. It probably wasn't even yours. Settle down. <laughs> maybe it was from that Yamaha that was parking with us. You're right? Could be that. Yeah, because when you park over there in that spot, you just pulled in. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McKinney, maybe you should check your oil if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to Spectro Oil, though, I, I checked this out online after the fact. Uh-huh. Some yeah. pretty cool stuff. It's made made right in Connecticut. Oh, wow. In the U.S. So, You're yeah, right. and the, the guy was telling us, um, Chachi there was telling us to stop by, and we get a little factory tour, oh, you cool. know, where they, they put everything together. So, these guys are focusing on basically extreme environments, racing, you know, if you will. So, this is some pretty cool stuff. So, But, yeah, check out Spectre Oil and your local
4: dealer. Yep. So, yeah, check them out. Uh, pretty cool guys. And, you know, topped it off, and I haven't had any problems. So, thanks to those guys for helping me out. They're getting some oil,
3: and they got cool stickers too. Oh yeah, that's for, a- for my toolbox. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, where are you going to put the sticker? <laughs> no, nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no stickers on your bike. No stickers, baby. So,
4: so, so before we get to the good part of the our Sunday, show, we talk about our ride back to uh, Atlanta?
3: The ride back or the wonderful stopover? You know.
4: Well, we could talk about the little ride that we got on the highway. Riding back, and then you know we stopped for lunch, and Rico calls up his. Or did you call him? Didn't you, Rico? Yeah,
1: I did. called Called my uncle up to see if he was in town, and yes, he was. So we headed over to uh, Atlanta, McDonough, Atlanta, Atlanta, and uh, McDonough, Atlanta, McDonough, Georgia, McDonough, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) and stopped and spent the night there, which. uh, turned out to be a really nice uh, uh, night for you guys. Yep. So we yeah. yeah, We had breakfast. We sat
3: out and s- smoked cigars, had a, a bourbon and Coke. So it was really nice. Well, even before we got there, you got to see your Aunt Evelyn as well and Carlos. Right. And yes. Carlos. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's a Saw big a fan of, of the show. Yep,
3: So it was nice. Yeah.
1: yeah
4: it was a good time. And, and, and kudos to your aunt and uncle and having us over and treating us like family.
3: Right. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, big shout out to them. It was just, it was beyond five-star accommodations. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's just. I was being modest. It, no, it, it was like family. I mean, they just, they took us right in like we were part of the family. It was just such an awesome feeling, such a relaxing feeling. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't want to leave. I mean, we woke up, we got one of the fattest breakfasts I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. <laughs> And we're eating, we're hanging out, we're all having a great time, and it's like, again, it's like noon. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we right. just finished breakfast. Well, <laughs> we well, well, yeah, talking about that, going <laughs> back to the thing, and when we talked about this last night, was I sat there and I said to Rich when we got up, I said, we got up about, what is was it, about 9.30 we got up, Rich?
3: Yeah, I think it was like Yeah, thereabouts, yeah.
4: And I said to him, I said, yeah, we're not leaving here until, you know, 12.30, 1 o'clock. Oh. And he's like, he's like, no. This no. guy.
3: This guy, John, let me tell you, he has got a knack for feeling out the duration of something. I swear, I rolled out of bed, and that's exactly how it went down. He's like, yeah, it's going to be about 1230 before we get out of here. I looked at him. I'm like, are you high? I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's 930. Like, we're going to go downstairs. We're going to have us a little bagel and some coffee, and we're out, right? He's just—he's like, nope, nope, oh, it's going to be about 1230. I'm like, whatever. Grab my stuff, head downstairs. Yep. Two hours later, we're still packing up the bikes, taking pictures, <laughs> big hugs. You know. Like. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was awesome, though. I mean, I can't even. I can't imagine a hotel stay ever topping that
1: ever. Right. And 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 like two hours into the ride to Charlotte, we're all relaxed. We're
3: still chilled. We're still, we're still chilled. kicking back, relaxing. Franco's <laughs> was going like sixty five and a seventy. Yeah. It's like. Rick, are you okay, buddy? Yeah, something wrong? Yeah, why? Your you, you so bike bad? breaking down? <laughs> He's like, no, man, I'm just chill. I right. am just chill.
1: It's yeah, just soaking it up. You know, it was it was great. You know, like you said, we we left there just relaxed. You know, in a good mood. You know, the weather was nice. The temperature was perfect. The only thing we had to deal with was the wind. The wind. Uh, yep. You know, I was ready to rock and roll from that
4: point. Yeah, and and, and, and and we need to find a new GPS unit for Rico there, Rich. If he's going to leave, we got to find a new GPS yeah, unit.
1: That night, I updated. It, because to, that, that uh, iOS
4: 10 and Siri just uh, needs to go out the window, Rico.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it totally bombed on us, so whatever. I'll fix it for you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, Apple really put the kibosh on, you know, navigation. But uh, anyway.
4: But you know what, Rico? Even though it did screw us up, it was it was a very nice ride back. It wasn't stressful going yeah. how we did. So I didn't have a problem. It might have been out of the way, but you know.
3: The, the, yeah, 20 was much better to run than 85. Oh, yeah. That was so much better. Even though we went south and ended up at Columbia, e- even the 77 piece coming north, so much better than running 85. Right. Especially okay. like Greenville, Gastonia. Because like, we would have hit all of that traffic. Forget it. In Charlotte. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, so it's it, all good. It's not, the,
1: you know. And the other thing by going that way, we were able to hit the thousand mile mark.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Thousand oh, mile pop. trip. Oh, yeah. what was pop. yours, John? And
4: man, man.
3: One, three, something.
4: Uh, well, I, unfortunately, there's a couple of spots where I didn't fire up Eat, Sleep, Ride on a couple of it. So technically, it was 1263.9 yeah. in Eat, Sleep, Ride. So. So, if I added what I missed, I think it would have been uh, 1,300 miles. Wow. So, so just to let our, our listeners know that uh, in each Sleep Ride, everyone, number uh, six is uh, good old me over here. Nice. Number nine is Mr. Richard Warfield. Cool. And number 10 is Rico. Yeah. But uh, I know d- Rico's going past me tomorrow. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm riding back down to Atlanta, then up to Cleveland. So...
4: Yeah, so so, so, he, so he's going to take care of it tomorrow.
3: Yo. Well, I've, I've been on a quest to pass one of our patrons, Mr. Zion, because he rides, we know he rides every day or oh, yeah. darn nearly every day unless he's, you know, bedridden sick. Uh-huh. And it's now getting down into the 30 degrees, 30, 30 degree mark in the morning. Uh-huh. So it's taken that and a big trip to Barber to finally get above my leaderboard. <laughs> finally.
1: <laughs> Where's yeah. he at that, yeah. uh, on the board, John? Why are you looking there?
4: So just so you know, Rich, you have 1017. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you say pride and Rico. I mean, I think you had a thousand. Like you said, you missed a few miles in recording. So.
3: Right. And a couple of those miles on the track. That's right. (laughs) That that was up. That was fun. And we got a good bit more speed. Like we talked about in our Barber special episodes, we got a bit more speed this year because we got around all the knuckleheads. That's right. We knew just not literal around. knuckleheads, but like right. the knuckleheads.
1: knuckleheads. Yeah. Driving slow. yeah, Slowing everybody else up. Yeah, I wasn't going to
3: let that uh, damper my track day. Yeah, on my friends list, it's John, me, Rico, Zion. <laughs> for the last uh, last week. Well, enjoy that for now, because I'm sure it's yeah. Scion Yeah, yeah gonna... I'm going to take a screen print right now. Yeah, this this is it. not going to happen And you can forward again. that to him.
4: <laughs> because I got to tell you, as soon as Zion hears us, he's going to go out and tear up some miles. So. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're we're done. So,
3: tomorrow I'm going to start it up and just going to have something in my in our little slack you know rider slack group. Uh-huh. Just be like, take that.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, um, one more thing before we get on our little thing, we got a new patron to join us. I heard, Mr. Warfield. Am I correct? This is true.
3: Yes, we do. Chuck Halebrenner. Is our newest uh, supporter on Patreon, and he's coming in at the barbershop level. Wow! So yeah, first member of the awesome. barbershop. Awesome! So it paid off. It did. Seems it like it off. paid off. Yeah. yeah, paid off. We got that. All those koozies. All that miles.
1: Yeah. Ching ching ching. Yeah. Thank
3: you, Chuck. Awesome. Welcome yeah, no, aboard. We're, we're super appreciative. Like we said, and even even a dollar that we get, we we appreciate that. And it was cool uh, meeting up with Jeremy. And Barber, I know okay. we mentioned that before, but right. he's listened since day one, so it was really neat to to see a long-time listener in person. Right. And uh, he's there with his family, which is something I need to do. I need to get the boys down there. Right. And hang out a little bit. But yeah, I'm curious to know who else listening out there might have seen us at Barber. So right, you know, hit us up on our, our feedback link. Uh, if you saw us roaming around looking lost and confused at Barber, <laughs> let us know. <laughs>
1: Or if you saw our sign, because that's the
3: other thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we know the fashionista saw it. Yeah. She, she called it out yeah. as they went by. So the sign did look cool. Sprawled out across all through bike. the front of the Spider and a little bit of the Indian. Uh-huh. Looked cool. You couldn't miss it. Right. Unless you were sleeping. Or drunk.
4: Either right way. across from the, tram, the train stop. Yeah. Right. Strategery. <laughs> yeah. So, so one thing before we get into Rico is a little... Fun activity on Sunday. I want to say I learned an interesting... I learned some new things this past week on the trip about group riding and do's and don'ts that I uh, need to work on and improve on. What's that? Something other than me yelling at you? (laughs) No, you didn't yell at me. You you didn't yell at me. You gave me constructive criticism. Right. Tips. Tips. Yeah, there we go. And then then there's a... Looking back, there's a, a time on the ride on Saturday that I did a couple stupid things that I look back and are very stupid and I shouldn't have done. And we need texting? to, uh, work on those. Were so. you
3: texting and writing? You bad boy. You, you such a oh, rebel.
4: No, I wasn't doing that. What? My, do? my, my phone was in my pockets. I don't sit there with my phone out.
3: You were doing a Superman or was it a knack knack? <laughs> I missed it.
4: You don't even know what that is. I didn't remember. Like, what? like, what's what?
3: What? a knack knack? <laughs> Go look it up. We'll get, we'll wait. We'll wait a minute.
4: Uh,
3: Well, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Don't look it up. Keep
4: going. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So this is a couple that's what I just want to go. And I guess, uh, you know, riding groups, I think you pointed out rich that you think I'll make a great tail person one day. And yeah,
3: yeah, we talked about that. I, John says he's more comfortable riding in the middle where there's someone in the front and someone bringing up the rear. Uh, But just sort of, I think John's personality is going to lend itself nicely to someone who rides last because, you know, he likes to look out for things. He likes to call out danger and, and just sort of, it's just kind of that little guidance along the way. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think, you know, once you get a little more confidence in a group, I think you're going to do fine. Yeah. As the tail. Oh, this fat boy is so good. It is good.
4: Glad. A little drunk over there rich
3: no but it's just it's good you gotta sip this one you gotta sip you this got one. yeah this will put you on the floor you start chugging this one like it's cold 45 you're gonna be in trouble yeah be on the floor and you All really right. you really so, want to just enjoy this one yeah man oh wait hold on can't do that yet you gotta hit the button this is a u-turn that button wait what stop the presses wait what u-turn this is a u-turn Is it a a U-turn? Is it a U-turn? I'm sorry, Mike. Mistake. Wrong button. So, in a previous episode, and John will have to keep me honest on the number, I got to ride the glorious Baby Block V4-powered MST Modus Bad Boy, Mm. and... One of the cool things we got to do Sunday is we spent a couple moments with Mr. Lee Khan again, the president of MODIS. And Rico got a few minutes also with Brian Case from MODIS, who's the head designer. Yup. And 56? Correct. Episode 56, okay. Loudpipes.net slash 56 if you want to hear my test ride. And surprise to Rico. Uh Uh-huh. So Rico, in addition to having... Got an interview with Brian and Lee. Well, I helped you with with Lee as well. Right. He got to ride the MST and the MSCR with Lee. Lee. You dog, you! (laughs) I got a private demo ride with Lee. You two went out and thrashed the bejesus
1: out of these two things. Did we ever? And it was such a such an event for me, and it's such a, a honor to be. Riding with someone with 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 such a talent, um, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm having trouble kind of gathering my thoughts here, and my words to kind of put it all in perspective. But
3: well, you could tell he loves his bike. Oh, he, he does. just see the way he rides he it. Does. He
1: loves he, that bike. He does, and the way he rides it is, um, you can tell he loves it. Both of them actually in both positions. So we're gonna get into that. So we started off. Um, after the interview riding i started off riding the uh ms TR which was a beast in my opinion and uh it is one of the best riding bikes i've kind of ridden in in that category of bike so first off the brakes were touchy yeah <laughs> he <laughs> warned you about it yeah he did he did warn me they were he said you know normally there's a one pink one pinky brake but uh, this one here is a... Normally one finger. One, this one is finger one break. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> is a one pinky break. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, and he was right. It is very sensitive. The bike revs a little higher than the MST. Yeah, 8,500 right? RPM. Right, right. Uh, but uh, we were able to kind of hammer on it a little bit and hit the twisties and get, get a feel for how it leans and how it behaves at those high RPMs, which was uh, just a joy in the way it sounds like you said in, in in your test ride the sound of it is intoxicating it just wails it does over 5000
3: uh, man the sound
1: just uh, uh, and just how responsive the bike is at you know at, at high speeds and everything you can just flick it around like nothing once you get comfortable with that
3: bike you can really i can really see you riding it really aggressively well it was interesting to hear you say that that you could feel the difference on the carbon wheels Oh, yeah. On the MSTR, because oh, yeah. the handling was definitely more crisp. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the bars have a lot to do with that. It does. You it know, had the bars a put you in this, into it, yeah. More sporty position, and you can attack it.
1: Right, right. More. So, the, so the R, to me, is the one for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to have that motor, I'm going to ride that bike a little bit more aggressively than others. I know it's yeah. going to cut back on me riding it long distances, but... I have a roadmaster, so I ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that bike in that setup, in the R setup, is the way to go if you're, you know, really wanting to hammer on that bike, I think. Uh, I think you can probably still do long, long riding on it, but it'll be a little bit more cumbersome after a while. You'd want to have those adjustable
3: bars oh, hand, you, handy. Yes, you do. For you a long do. trip.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure you can kind of get those adjustable bars pretty close to the R version you think they go down that far i don't know they go to I'm, i said pretty close okay. getting pretty close to that but uh yeah that if you're gonna have that bike and you're just gonna if you wanted to to do the sport touring then yeah and you're maybe yeah. older and you like the upright position th- those bars like are, me yeah, right right th- those 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 bars on the
3: mst um are the way to go well that that's what i i think i missed from my test ride is i would have loved to try it with the bars raised up mm-hmm. with the adjustable ones, just to see, you know, is this in the FJ09 category, you know, or is it still more sporty? Because the my test ride had the same bars that you had on the MSTR, except they were fitted to the MST. Oh. So to me, that was just a tad too aggressive, I think, for, for a touring position. Mm-hmm. It was fun. right? a lot of fun to ride like that. Right. But I think I want to sit up a skosh more upright. Really? From that tour,
1: yeah, I found myself riding the uh, MST a little slower around the corners because the bars kind of set me up upright and everything, and I really didn't feel as confident uh, taking the corners um, at higher
3: speeds on that and that setup. Well, you weren't in attack position, uh, right? You're you're kind of sitting up, hanging out,
1: yeah. And uh, even though Lee could do it like second nature, as and you know, as I'm going around these corners, I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, Lee really was able to." (laughs) really put the hammer down on this bike, and I don't know why I can't do that, but it's just getting used to that. I'm sure once you get acclimated to the bike and yeah, you know, uh, get used to behavior and um, and know that the, you can take it in high speeds and not have to worry,
3: I think you'll you yeah. know, be better suited to take it at uh, faster RPMs. Or, it was interesting to see that, yeah. that the light blue, I forget the name of the color, but light blue color, new for 2017, that had had over 20,000 miles on it. Right, as a demo bike, right? I was it like, "Holy was, cow!" Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, I I love both bikes, but I would definitely go with the uh, MSTR. Okay, for
3: sure. Well, since we mentioned,
1: it's
4: called it's called Super Blue.
3: Super, super Blue, Blue. It's super nice. Mm-hmm. Well, since we mentioned 2017, you want to go ahead and roll the interview with Lee Khan and get some get his updates. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's play that interview and uh, and Brian. All right. Let's go ahead and start that off. All right, so this is day three for the 2016 Barber Vintage Fest. And we're closing down our trip before we head home with a few minutes with Lee Khan again, who is the president of Modus Motorcycles. And Rico and I are going to get a little update on him, or get a little update from him in terms of any changes for 2017. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the block party. So we want to thank you again for putting on the block party. This is our second uh second visit to it and it's turns out to be quite event once again
0: yeah glad you guys came it was a lot of fun yeah now what
3: was the name of the band last night that was pretty funky
0: uh that was a guy named mark kimbrell and he's kind of a local guitar legend and he always just puts together you know a couple of cool folks to come out and play with him yeah yeah that definitely set the vibe and people were having a great
3: time we walked around inside looked at the factory again Um, looked at all the parts got a lot of good information from the guys building the motors both on on on-site with the demonstration um, and with the factory so um, I think we'll start with our kind of a quick update so what do you guys have new for 2017 in terms of the bikes
0: well we're just pushing out a lot of bikes Uh, everyone better than the last and uh, just doing any number of um, traditional evolutionary changes you know model year year over year fasteners fit finish, durability, you know, just things that we learn, we cook right into the bikes and, uh, you know, every one that we uh, tend to build is better than the last one. Very nice.
3: And two new colors for this year? What was the inspiration for the color changes?
0: Um, just adding a few things. There's actually three new. We got a, a, a new black and there's a super blue as well as an uh, iron ore. looks pretty good. So just got to show them for the first time this weekend.
3: Now, the blue, super blue, your favorite, Rico? Yeah,
1: it is, and
0: I'm wearing a color
1: of my shirt today, so, yeah, I really get that color. The black and the blue really speaks to me. Yeah. You're
3: pretty close in the color, but wrong logo on your shirt, my friend.
1: Well, yeah, I'm getting there, I'm getting, getting there. there,
2: don't worry.
3: <laughs> all right, well, the other thing we want to thank Lee for was the ride out yesterday. So, Lee and Brian and a bunch of guys all on Modus, moduses, or motai, would we say, and showed us some really cool back roads back to modus for the block party so that was cool so thanks for that
0: yeah yeah it's our pleasure we uh there's a lot of good roads around here and uh it's fun to fun to lead a ride like that
3: Enrico thinks that his bike can run but i don't know if he can hang with those guys
0: he, he tried to pull away from me
1: <laughs> the big big girl was right behind him so it was pretty good i, I know you're like what the hell we can't use lose him
0: uh, my, my problem was there was a guy in a Ducati in front of us. It was like an old, like maybe 70s or 80s Ducati, and uh, I was getting asphyxiated off of that thing. I was just like, after a while, I was like, man, i got to get a breath of fresh air. I was just smoked out. <laughs> I was, started getting kind of faint. You know? I was like, man, go up or let me by or something. He was smoking me out. Yeah, that's, that's
3: funny. So a- anything else for the upcoming year we can look forward to? Um, any of you guys going to bonneville or any customers that you know trying any new land speed records or anything
0: uh we got seven land speed records right now um and i think we have a couple customers that are going to do a little more um i think the conditions at bonneville are probably such that you know we wouldn't decide until the last minute but right we've i've been going to bonneville since i was a kid and brian's been going since he was a kid that's kind of in our blood so hopefully we'll get back there
3: Okay, and then just a quick thought. I'm going to hand it over to Rico in a minute, but just your quick thought on Barber. This is our second year. We spent one day
0: last year, but three days this
3: year, and we're still blown away by the event. What's, what's your take, or what do you like about the event?
0: I just think it's the best motorcycle event in the country, maybe the world. Um, this is the biggest year. I think every year they've ever had this event, they've had double-digit growth. Oh, wow. So it just grows and grows. It's just such a family atmosphere, you know. So much of the motorcycle stuff you do is just so I don't know. this it's family friendly here. It's a nice environment. The people are the right people, you know, they're real enthusiasts. They're not you know, there's not a lot of lifestyle stuff here. These are real motorcycle people, right?
3: Yeah, that's what we notice. this is a rider's crowd. Everyone's here most everyone here is riding in and either camping or staying local and having a good time. That's what we love.
0: Yeah. Same. We're the same way. We 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 just we're lucky we just happen to live here too, but yeah, it's uh to be down the road. I think this is our seventh year displaying here, and um, so we've, we've loved it, Mr. Hogan. Oh yeah, I, I'm
1: kind of going back to the Bonneville, uh, and does your record still stand?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 ran them up pretty high, um, but it'll be really exciting. Um, our goal really is to just keep that record under the Modus name, both of those records, and I don't care who is the rider. Hopefully, it will be a customer of ours or a privateer that we would you know gladly help them and we, we, we love supporting that kind of thing um there's a lot of guys faster than me so um as long as it says modus we're, we're good um so hopefully we'll we'll continue to get out there and race and um there, there's a lot more speed in that bike than we really put down
1: Well oh, i noticed just trying to keep up with you it just it was amazing how quick they were
0: we only did at bonneville i only did uh two passes there and back twice there and back there and back so uh if we really would have had a chance really I mean, we didn't no gear changes no tire pressure changes no no nothing you know it was really just ride the bikes down and back and ride them down and back again and you know leave so if we really had the time to sort it out and and do some things we wanted to do we didn't mess with gearing we we didn't mess with anything we just basically rode stock bikes and did okay
1: that's amazing that's amazing
3: so i'm a huge fan of corvette and corvette racing so I know this is an easy question, but your take on them bringing home the championship, and also what happened at Le Mans—we're not Ford fans, but that's kind of where we stand.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, I think the more competition in the field is good. It's nice if it's a level playing field. That's always lovely, but you know, the the thing that the thing I love about the Corvette team is the passion that they have, the brains and the resources they have, and all that is amazing. But just the love, like. I don't care if the car blew up on the third to the last lap. Those guys are going to try to win the race anyways. They never give up. And the dedication they have, it's just a crazy, wicked group of guys. They're not going to be denied. And, you know, that's why they win year year in and year out. Um, That's why they'll continue to win. The the new car, I think, will be even better. Um, you know, they're really this year racing last year's car. Yeah, so, so yeah. Um I think it's only gonna get better and I I, I would expect to see more winning out of Corvette racing.
3: Yeah, I was even more impressed with their attitude after Le mans because it just class act. They took it in stride, they're like, Hey, we're going on the next race. Like we've got work to do. We're not gonna get caught up in this stuff and it just it just shows the heart the team has, I think, overall, you know, regardless of, of the equipment.
0: That that's a good way to put it. They have got heart and they they have a winning spirit. They know how to win. Um And then I win everything, but you know, I mean, this year they swept. You know, they swept the whole setup. The Cadillac program was unbelievable. NASCAR teams were great. IndyCar teams. It's a. It
3: was a good bow tie year.
0: Yeah, and last year was too. Last year they swept all five series. So um, there's not many race programs in the world that can really speak to that. Not on
3: that scale, on so many different divisions. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of guys. You know, they're going to win in this series or that series. Like they swept five series um uh, it's pretty good and
1: yeah, i just want to say uh congrats on the jay leno spot so i just want to uh, kind of get your uh your thoughts on that and how that went uh, Is jay leno really that cool of a guy to hang out with and how's the garage
0: um he is that cool he's a very uh you know he's a professional interviewer yeah. that's what he does right so he puts you at ease very very quickly and he's just a no bs kind of guy you know, he's just the same and on front of the cameras behind it. He's very, uh, very enthusiastic. He really understands what we do. He got it. You know, he's he's got a Preton Miller C7R sitting in the back. You know, he oh, he, he gets it right. Um, but he's got a yeah. The the garage is unbelievable. I, I didn't realize. I knew he had a lot of stuff. I didn't realize he had all that stuff. <laughs> it's nice. pretty cool. Right, so You right.
3: guys got like a nickel tour of the place then? Or yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, they let you walk through and check it out. Um, some parts they don't you know they don't want you taking a lot of pictures in some parts were you know a little a little better but it was uh it was a great experience i'm 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 glad we you know we're allowed to go out there
1: so what what do you think of the uh bike he was on
0: uh he had a great time you know he rode all over you went up in the hills around burbank and he you know he beat it up you know for a little while and had his guys there and everything he said was you know it was all from his heart because he just, he's not a, you know, you've seen some other stuff he'll do. If it's not right, he'll, he'll tell you it's not right. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the bike worked great, and he was fantastic.
1: Awesome, awesome. That was a huge accomplishment, and I, I just wanted to say congrats for that. Thanks, man. That
0: was pretty cool. Thank you, sir. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you get your lid?
3: Very cool. So that was a nice update from Lee Khan. and, again, he's the president of Modus Motorcycles. And always cool to sit down and chat with Lee. Very down to earth guy. He's very open to, you know, giving us a few minutes when we're there. And you know, I think you know he and you talk a little bit offline on on various things. And right. of course now that you've kind of ridden together and yeah, so now
1: it, it was great. You know, because uh, even before the ride, he's like, "Yeah, man, I've always wanted to ride with you." And I, that kind of touched my that heart. That was cool. You man. know, I was like, ah. Oh. You the bomb, Lee. <laughs> See Rico <laughs>
3: glowing a little bit. I do. I, that's like, my
1: boy, you know. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah, he's cool as hell. Awesome. Well, so Rico got a couple minutes also uh, with Brian Case, who is the vice president of Modus Motorcycles, and he's also the head of design. So let's get a let's get a few minutes here with Brian on his thoughts for twenty seventeen.
1: So we're here at MODIS still. still. And we ran into Brian. And we're, we're, we're going over the colors and everything, all the tweaks and everything they did for 2017. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So how you doing, man? Pretty good. Awesome, awesome. So uh, give me the inspiration behind the color scheme this year.
2: Uh, well, I wanted to bring back a, a new blue color. We had a metallic blue I was, I was, I was pretty fond of. And um, I wanted to do something that was non-metallic. Uh, so I found this blue color that only came in a metallic, and um, I just ordered it without any of the flake in it, and uh, just got the 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 base foundation color, and uh, it's uh, it's a pretty nice blue. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's really hot, and, and um,
1: the I like the color contrast the two tones with the black and the uh, the blue there. And you do that for all the two the seventeen models.
2: Yeah, I did. So uh, the story behind that is uh, my original sketch of the Modus, the, the prototype Modus, had that two tone look, uh, but in carbon fiber. Uh, so the the blacked out areas were all real carbon fiber. Um, and if you look at my original sketches, that that was the that was the prototype of the bike. The prototype look with just bits of color and uh, kind of a play between gloss and semi-gloss and satin finishes. Okay, So it's not all about color. It's uh, reflectivity. And um, that that balance was really, I think, spectacular on the MSTR, our flagship model. So I wanted to kind of bring that down to the, the standard um, base model, the MST. And that's where the, the two-tone matte black finish comes from uh, with just bits of color. And you see that nice... Uh, Uh, play of gloss paint and matte finish um, black inserts and i think it's really nice
1: cool cool cool. i I got some questions around uh the motor the the clutch and everything so the bike has its own unique sound and also i've noticed it has almost a ducati ish kind of feel when it's sitting
2: at idle tell me a little bit behind that and why was that built into the build uh absolutely yeah so it's got a lot of character um it's a it's a hot rod motor you know it's got a lot of power and soul and character and it lets you know that it's there you roll on the, th- the the throttle at any gear and it's got a little rumble to it and uh you feel it in the seat of your pants and uh, and, uh yeah we we love it but i mean it's it's not a prius right you know? it's uh, it's a. Uh, this is a hot rod American bike, you know, you know it's a really, really nice looking.
1: one. All right. Well, I know you got all of things to do. Thank you for the time and uh, good luck on your future adventures. Thank you.
2: All Thank right, you. Brian. Take care. Appreciate it. Thanks,
3: Rigo. Ah, so cool to get an update from Brian and, and some of the, I guess, the under under the covers or behind the scenes details, if you will. And, you know, like you said, some of the inspiration for that new blue and things like that. Just. Very cool. Another cool guy to sit down and talk to. Right, about. right. He's easy to talk to and he has a wealth
1: of inf- information about the bikes and I wish we look, we had a little bit more time with him, but uh, he was just getting requests to get interviews back to back, so I just had a brief moment with Brian, but uh we'll we'll try to catch up with him later.
3: Well, more importantly, you were being tapped on the shoulder to get your helmet on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, where you go? Let's go ride. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to pass that up, so It's like, "Okay, Brian,
1: later." Later. later talking to you bro
4: you you know what else is kind of cool with hanging out at the modus tent i mean we spent a good bit in the modus tent and hanging around the modus guys going to the block block party they're all down to earth and just chatting with us and anything you asked they were you know they knew they're willing to talk to us and just carry on a conversation which i thought everybody was really cool about that at the whole tent
3: yeah the engine builders too they were Not only were they good at it, but they were really passionate about the bike, the brand, and just everything that they're building as a company. And if we didn't get enough detail from them during the disassembly and reassembly of an entire engine at the factory, during the block party, there was an interested customer. I think he was a a prospective customer. They were getting so deep into the weeds just on the castings of the parts. Mm Mm-hmm. It was unreal yeah. just to hear him talk about, you know, here's how the raw part comes in. And you can see it. Like, it needs more finishing. It's not a part that you can use yet. And it's finished and inspected and, you know, hand massaged. And there's so much handwork that goes into these bikes, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. To make, you know, make sure everything is just perfect.
1: Yeah. Each, every mechanic we talked to was extremely knowledgeable about the product. You know, and just great. knew the ins of outs, the ins and outs of anything about the bike, which is great to see and hear. Um, and it 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 just gives you that confidence you're buying a quality bike. You know, the customer service, yep, on uh, non and, and um, just, you know, you're getting a quality machine if you go with Motors. I think for
3: for real. And so far, everything we've heard in terms of customer service. Is that they're doing pretty much everything to make it right. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's having a problem, they're replacing parts, or in some cases, they they had some early changes where they just replaced entire engines. Mm. It's like instead of messing with this, like let's just swap this engine out entirely. Right. So, and that's kind of what you heard Lee say in the interview was these are just refinement changes going forward, little fasteners, fit and finish, you know, fixing little things that they found. Um, and some of the community aspect, there's an official modus owners group um, on Facebook, and they've been sharing some technical information. You know, like you said, there was some misinformation floating around out there about how to adjust the chain. Mm-hmm. So, one of the techs did a video in the shop and showed you the proper way. Like, okay, yeah, the manual maybe wasn't 100% clear, but the video now drives it home. It's like, you know, loosen this, check here, you know, turn this screw here, and this is exactly how you do it. And then when you see somebody actually doing it on the bike, Right. That's phenomenal. Right. right. And like I said, getting, getting the good information out there firsthand, you know, making sure people have what they need to take care of the bike.
4: Right. Right. The, the other thing within the shop was, uh, one of the guys did transmission. The other guy did engines. It takes them 18 hours to put in transmission together. And a lot of it's documentation. They have a, po- they showed up to put up to the computers. They're talking about stuff. They have a PowerPoint, per, you know, document explaining step by step on how they have to put, you know, to how to build a transmission put it together yep and that, and then they also have a sheet that's a excel spreadsheet on on uh, um, the checks and saying they've did this and what they did and document everything so it's very interesting seeing it manufactured that way and I'm a, so
1: the the other just, cool thing I, I heard that um if you're if you buy a bike and they don't have a dealership there they will in some cases, come out and pick up the bike and work on it if you're having trouble with it, you know. Very
3: uh, cool. Which is kind of yeah. neat to hear. And I know there's was, there was more dealers being added all the time. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the, the, the latest count, but... I,
4: 23.
3: Yeah, I venture to say over 20 at this point.
4: hmm
3: Very nice. Cool. So any, anything else on the ride or... So... <clears throat> Not every bike is perfect, I understand. Is there anything on it you think you would change or anything you would want to see revised?
1: Uh, Yeah,
3: I think I would want,
1: you know, maybe this could be exclusive to the MSTR is a fatter tank, something you can squeeze your legs okay. around when you're really wanting to lean in the corners on that particular bike. Um, I felt that um, it had almost like a um, dirt bike feel where you s- – you slide up onto the tank and right. take the corner, and if you know if you do that sliding up a bit, you know your arms a little closer to the bars. You know you're, you're you know having to lean the bike kind of awkwardly to me. I, I feel that if the tank was just a little bit wider, you can you know yeah. you know get a better feel for the bike under your under
3: your lap there. So you would rather sort of leave your your butt where it's placed and just lean in. As opposed to sliding forward on the seat. Right. When you're getting aggressive. And, and that's why you want a wider tank. Right. So you just kind of. Right. I think that. Grip it. I think that uh,
1: would definitely make the bike feel just a little bit more. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, yeah. And me not having much sport bike experience. I I would have never picked that up. Yeah. Because I'm not. I haven't ridden in that fashion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking for that kind of feel to the bike. Right. You know. I mean. My idea of hustling it through the corners is probably quite pedestrian to a, a sport bike rider. Right. And it doesn't have to
1: be, you know, a huge, like, widening of the tank. Just, I know they, they're trying to cater to a lot of guys uh, with short legs, you know, that yeah. want a taller bike and to be able to have a, that sure footing feel when you're riding that particular bike. But I feel even with that, they can just widen that tank just a little bit. Just a little bit. And to, to yeah, get it, can
3: leave the seat narrow right in the front, mm-hmm. but just, just have the tank maybe not just, the whole thing, maybe just tapered a little bit at the end, you know. Or
1: maybe I'm sure there's maybe an aftermarket piece, there's a little bump out you see on the yeah,
3: the little, um, or maybe even just some of that grippy tape, something you know, friction tape or whatever they call it, yeah, something like that. And then, um, maybe
1: you know, for the touring, the MSR, the MS. MSTR. The MSTR. No, not the MST, but the MST where you're riding up, uh, you know, uh, in the upright position, maybe some foot pegs, some highway pegs, you know, so you can change your foot position.
3: Yeah, I wondered about that when I was riding the MST and also even on the FJ09 was, how do I stretch my feet out? Mm-hmm. There's really, there's nothing, nothing in front of you. Right. You know, you've, you've got the pegs right under you. You could, all, you could always tuck your legs under you, so like the passenger pegs, but, I mean, that lets you change position, but nothing to stretch out. Right. That I could tell, and even worse on the FJ, I didn't even see a place to try and mount anything like that, because it's, you know, the engine is suspended from the frame. Right. So, yeah, that, and
1: um, the other thing was the turning signal indicator. There's a little yellow light. At the bottom of the display that blinks if you leave your turning signal on. Yeah, that's what instance. I discovered. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as you're going speed, you're like, what is that flashing? And you're looking around saying, What's the what, same what thing is it? Yeah, it's like, what is that? Like did I leave, so, oh, the blinker's on, but you're 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 trying to focus on what what is that? Mm-hmm. So you're totally distracted that oh, the left or the right turning signal is on and you're focused on that little
3: yellow light at the bottom of the screen. To me, that's just foolish. If you're going through the trouble of programming some piece of software to realize you left the turn signal on too long, just turn the damn thing off. Right. Just automatically shut off. Yeah. (laughs) You've got more electronics in there than the whole Apollo space program. Just shut the turn signal off. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. bothers me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was Harley's have self canceling turn signals. Just saying, (laughs) (laughs) but after you turn so far, but yeah, but no speed. It takes into account speed too. 'Cause on the highway you, you turn the turn signal on, the line, change the lane, just keep going, they'll go off. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that those couple of things, they just
1: those are small, minor, really minor tweaks yeah. that I would I would do to the bike if 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 I had to. But um Yeah, again, we're getting into weeds at that yeah, point. Yeah, we're fishing
3: for something. Right,
1: right. And you you know, I'm trying to find something to, to kind of be
3: um just be a little bit more. Cont- Critique-ish, I guess. Anything you would change with the power plant? And I got a couple of targeted areas. Yeah, I think I would have it rev a little higher. I was going to ask if it needs more power. Yes, I think it does. I think it does. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it does. But you don't think the higher torque overcomes that? Because even your big leader bikes don't have that much torque. Right. They may have a little more horsepower, but... They don't got 125 foot-pounds of torque. Huh.
1: Yeah, you're right. You know what bike really surprised me in, in as far as speed and torque is the California, the Moto Guzzi. Yeah, you were surprised that of yes. all heck when you got on yes. that thing. That, for whatever reason, that bike really surprised me in just how quick and how fast it is. It's like out. a rocket. I mean, I was expecting that with this bike with the motors but um this was a little bit more tame kind of like r uh, one r1ish feel um but um yeah the california in that that power plant really surprised me and i feel that the motors should have that same feel like oh my god i got to hold on tight
4: well but, uh, the interesting thing on that is the is the uh, moto guzzi 1400 custom only has 88 foot, 88.5 foot pounds of torque yeah and about and, and 100 95. horsepower yeah so Yeah, so
1: whatever the insane mode is doing, doing, man, does
3: it turn it on or liven it up? Yeah, so, Hmm. I don't know. I think really what you're feeling, my guess, is just a difference in power delivery. Yeah, exactly. So it's more locomotive torque, just that steady, Mm -hmm. constant push of power versus just snapping into the power band and breaking your neck when it gets there, you know, and just right. getting real peaky with the power.
1: Right. And the other thing, too, I tested, too, is um, being able to pull out, like, in, like, uh, low gear or high gear and yeah. trying to just, you know, throttle through a turn or whatever. Like, uh, just, like,
2: lug it a Lug bit. it
1: through, and it, it did that with no problem at all. And also, in, in passing a bike, I didn't have to really downshift with the motors. Normally, if you want to pass by real quick,
3: yeah,
1: uh, you'll downshift a gear or two and go around. You don't have to do that with the motors. You just crank on the throttle and away yeah. you went. So that's, a, you know, it's it's, it's that's it's, torque it's, versus horsepower, right? Right. Yeah. So you know, there's that trade-off. So
4: yeah. Well, just to kind of give numbers to you, um, the motors is 123 foot-pounds of torque, and then uh, MST. that's the MST. Yeah, and Rico, your roadmaster has 119. So I mean. It's only four foot pounds difference from right. what you're riding. I mean, I know there's a weight difference. Yeah, but- he's carrying
3: about 400 more pounds around in the right. Roadmaster.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. your big girl can hang there. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have all the bags. Yeah, she's the-
3: got the torque for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've i experienced that with your bike. Like I said, you just get it in fourth gear and leave it there. Yeah. You know, unless you're pulling into a parking lot or you're about to get on the interstate, you just leave it in fourth gear. Right. <laughs> for real even at 25 30 mile an hour it'll Mm -hmm. just power away it doesn't fuss i mean it's not going to smoke the tires in fourth gear at 30 mile an hour but it doesn't make a fuss about Mm -hmm. picking up speed right and i i I got that same thing on my test ride and the mst is i felt like yeah there's no need to downshift just twist the throttle and go Mm -hmm. especially on the street right but it's still i would buy one
1: You still buy one? I was still that's what I was going next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would still buy one in a heartbeat, no doubt about it. If I had the extra yeah, I would
3: definitely have one. Yeah, it's on my list for sure. If I, you know, run into some sort of found money, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: that would that would be very high on my list of, of things to acquire.
1: I would get it in black. Or the blue. What what color would you go?
3: The blue was nice. I would probably get it in black as well. Yeah. Or a dark if they used to have a dark charcoal. I don't know if they still have that one, but like a carbon black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have to be dark gray or black, I think. Yeah. Although that that red was gorgeous. That is. One eye <laughs> test ride. Yeah. Damn, that was good looking in the sun. Oh, that red is something else. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't be able to have a red modus without the black carbon wheels. All right. All right. Got it. Me personally, I don't feel I need the MSTR. I just, I'm not going to ride like that. I'm just, honest with myself i know i'm not gonna ride like that 160 horsepower is gonna be plenty for Uh, me uh and you know i don't need it to up to that razor's edge of performance so mst for me with the taller adjustable bars side bags top case all done right down the road we go yeah
1: yeah and the exhaust too found they're in weight about the same, the carbon fiber
3: versus the the tit- titanium, yeah, titanium. yeah. We were lifting those up in the factory, and I I couldn't tell a difference, right? Too so it might might be grams on the scale, but yeah. Now the funny thing I noticed, and I don't know if it's because some of the demo bikes had the the end silencers removed. Mm-hmm. Every time you shift those things, man, a huge load of carbon blows out the backside. Yeah, I don't know if it shows up on my video. It did on your demo video. Uh huh. But when we rode out from the barber museum back to modus for the block party with six of six of them yeah i think how many modus bikes were there Yeah, i think there were six plus an older Ducati and some other bikes right but seeing a bunch of them in front of you all roll away and just kind of like almost shifting in unison it's just like huge puffs of carbon every time they shifted Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that was just a build-up from them being demo bikes or a a function of that end cap Right. Sort of being removed and it lets it blow out more, but I was like, oh, what's that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and John, you, you know, we you've commented about the um, the noise it makes it that idle, a little yeah. clatter that it makes. That uh, Brian was saying that that's a built-in sound uh, that character. they 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 um, put in
3: the bike.
4: Okay, well, uh,
3: just the character of the bike, right? It is what it is.
4: Okay, well, just one of those things. Just asking.
3: Well, then we had the comparison riding next to us, that old Ducati with a dry clutch. Right. It's was right. like, huh, listen to that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, Rico, you said he had a racing clutch in it, didn't you?
3: Right.
1: He had a racing clutch.
4: And what did you just say has 300,000 on it? 300,000 300, miles.
1: 300,000 miles on the motorcycle, dude. Can you believe that? And a Ducati at that. I know. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: Hope he knows how to wrench.
1: Yeah, he does. He was saying he does. He's driven it all across the country, so. Man. Yeah, he was keeping up with the motors guys. Yeah. You know, I was keeping was up great. with
3: him too. Yeah. Kind of smoky. I, I, I was hanging okay smoky. for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I think I surprised him a couple times. You know, they were getting after it and then on the straightaways I was like wide open. <laughs> I mean, just everything I had and uh-huh. you know, by the time we came up to the next corner, I was, you know, I was getting a wheel on him. Uh-huh. And a couple times I remember him looking over like he looked back, looked forward, and looked back again. <laughs> He's Like, like wait a minute. Harley. <laughs> What
2: the heck? <laughs>
3: I was like, on a straightaway, my bike is no joke. In the corners, it's like, whoa, whoa oh boy. <laughs> that yeah. skinny front tire. Oof, we made it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh awesome. Well, I'm I'm so pleased, man. What what a Sunday to end the barber trip. Yeah, I, I left there on cloud nine. A relaxing day. There was a light crowd. We still got to to have conversations with with people that were mulling around and, and vendors and things like that. A uh, little update from Lee was nice. Our first um, official conversation with Brian, which was also nice, right. and one probably one of the coolest test rides you'll ever have. Yes, I mean who who, who gets a test ride with the with the president, president, president and founder, an exclusive.
4: Just yeah, doing him all that, right. That, that, that's what you probably have to say. I mean, cause you kind of, you no, know, others might have done it, but, uh, you know, he does go around to dealerships and, and take demo rides for groups, but you know, right. Yeah. yeah usually it's probably with a group, but right. here you want to go with him one on one is it's pretty sweet. Pretty awesome deal.
3: Yeah. So take that Jay Leno. And I think, he, <laughs> <laughs> I think he also knows too, that, you know, you being a former sport bike rider, you bought a big dollar bike. Let's admit, Roadmaster's right. a big dollar bike. Yep. So, customer-wise, you're in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I think he also thinks you would give honest feedback on it. Right. You know, you're not going to sit there and, and blow smoke up his skirt on, you know, on the bike. It's like, well, if I don't like something, you're going to hear about it, right? Because right. we don't have any other motives. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Right. Unless they want to sponsor a show, then that's different. Yeah. <laughs> we could change our tune a little bit. <laughs> we could be persuaded. So no. yeah, but yeah. Although over
1: See, all in all, it's a great bike. Awesome yeah, bike. so
4: so kind of going back with you, Richard. Comment. I I kind of liked the fact that we went back on. I was ready to get head back home, but you know I know you need to stop for shirts and yeah, do do the um, visit with Modus and finish up hanging up some swag, which was kind of cool. I did kind of enjoy. I felt Sunday at Barber was a lot. I got to enjoy it. Yeah, a little more than than the hustle and bustle. So that was pretty cool. And Saturday, so, yeah,
3: Saturday was an absolute zoo. I think the only regret is maybe not, maybe getting up a little earlier on Sunday, maybe check out the Ace Cafe on Sunday and see if that was any different. Right, you know, with a a smaller crowd, a little more, maybe be more like Friday. I guess. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I kind of agree with you, but the other part is. We need. I know Rico and myself. (laughs) Yeah, we were. We we were going at four days. I mean, I know we said it in other conversations, and it's not the thing. We've been going out for four days of you know, twelve one a.m. days and riding and being out in the sun. It was just exhausting. Yeah, yeah, exhausting. It was time for. Yeah, we needed a break, and that was. And we kind of noticed the last like uh, when we got to Rico's aunt and uncle's house. You know, we did the same thing. You know, I didn't want to go to bed was like four fifteen. I'm sitting in the kitchen with them t- chatting, I'm about ready to fall asleep and they they saw it and
3: it's gonna be tough to go back to work tomorrow because you know, we've been staying up past midnight for a week now. Right. And kinda getting up and getting things done, but really been kinda sleeping it in. Right. <laughs> tomorrow morning's gonna hurt. <laughs> right, right and early baby. So Yeah.
4: So yeah, see so so- yesterday's trip back was nice. Um Other than I'll 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 call it out here. Rich can call me out. We can show proof that, you know, we got, after our last stop, got a little food in our tummies. And we got going down the road and.
3: The boys got chilly. (laughs) Oh, it's it's getting (laughs) a little cold.
1: It got down to 66 degrees. I've got this
3: giant windshield. I've got heated seats, heated grips. (laughs) I think I need to put my liner in. Well,
1: I was anticipating it to drop 10 more I don't have
4: heated seats. I don't have heated seats, and I don't have heated grip, so, you know. No,
3: but you have an automotive-sized windshield. Come on. It was down. I had a T-shirt and my jacket, and my jacket has no liner, and I've got no windshield.
4: Well, I have Suck a it. mesh jacket, so <laughs> I have holes in my jacket.
1: That just makes him a good breeder, apparently. <laughs> Women think that's hot
3: for some reason. <laughs> oh, you can finish that. Oh, you got it. You sure, yeah, we killed it.
4: All right, good job, boys.
3: So,
1: uh, what about the um, did we talk about the swap meet at all?
3: I think we did a little bit on Saturday. Okay,
4: yeah, we did. Okay,
3: we talked about yeah. Monster, a lot more bikes there than I thought. Um, swap meet wise, I'm usually thinking it's cool parts and bike like project bikes, mm-hmm. but to me, a lot more finished bikes this year yeah. than I'd, I've seen in the past, right. Go ahead, John. You got attendance numbers?
4: No, I don't have attendance numbers.
3: What's what's the finger sign? One hour mark. Oh, one hour, really?
4: Yeah, pretty much. Once you had just the other two in.
3: I must like you guys or something. Something. We're still hanging out. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) God, you haven't got enough of me already?
3: I know. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a John Rico overload, so it'd probably be good to get back to work tomorrow. Yeah. For about 10 minutes, and I'll be like, What are you guys up to? What are you guys doing? Get in on Slack, be like, Hey, what's up, folks? <laughs> I don't
4: feel like working. Right. Yeah. Well, I got some issues at work. So it's going to be, uh, yep.
3: busy yeah, busy for you me. Got, you got to run. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have much else on the show. Um, just a great, a great barber trip. I'll just say it again. Thanks, guys, for going. We passed out over 100 koozies. I don't know how many keychains and cards and stuff. And, uh, really looking forward to getting you know some new listeners into the fold. Like we said, we've got a new patron in there, uh, so we'll welcome Chuck in that into the barbershop. Also uh, looking forward to him hanging out in the Riders of Loud Pipes social network.
4: Right, Gonna be fun. yeah, and and kind of going back to the rider things. I you know I pulled out from you get from your house today, Rich, a little bit, I think a little bit before noon, a little afternoon, and I was kind of concerned about the gear to wear and put my jacket on, the glo- my big gloves on. It was a beautiful day to ride from home, though. Yeah, it, it looked was, nice. It out. was perfect. Nice. You do all back roads or highway? Oh, back roads. I mean, i um, up uh, 485, cut across 27 to 610, up and then take uh, 49 across the Urari National Forest tip into Asheboro and come across 64.
3: 610 or 601? 601, that's right. 601, okay. Is there a ton of lights on that? I always avoid that, thinking there's a lot of red lights. No, oh, there wasn't that many. Wasn't bad? No. Oh. Don't you go through downtown Concord?
4: No. No. Okay. Because I take 27 across and it takes you down uh, some side road. There's a few lights, but nothing like major. 55 pretty much all the way. And then you kind of, the only slow parts were when I hit uh, the other side of Ashboro. So. Okay. It was, it was a nice day. I made it back in three hours, which wasn't bad. Uh, good and, stuff and no stress from being on a super slab.
3: <laughs> awesome. Rico,
4: final thoughts.
1: Great trip. Like I said, before we've, uh, did everything we set out to do. I think we accomplished a lot. It was a great time. Uh, Barbara was a, an awesome event this year, you know? Yeah. Same bigger than last year. It sure did. And, um, We'll have to get ready for the next uh, yeah. uh, festival or
3: show or whatever. Uh, we got to figure out what we're going to do next year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do, I do want to spend just a minute on that. So we've kind of decided amongst ourselves that after this episode, we're probably going to just park all the barber talk for a while. We think people, although we haven't heard anything, we think people might just be a little burned out. So we're just going to park all the barber talk, until we get to planning for next year, whether we go back there, whether we go to another event. Um, but details on all of that will be coming out shortly and got some cool things, the cooker. Right. All right, John, your final thoughts. I'll give you one more minute.
4: Yeah. Passing you know, I want to kind of go back on Rico's comments there. You know, it was great riding with you guys. It was a blast. Loved, you know, there's some good times, some rough times. Well, yeah. And, uh, but overall it was a great trip and, I have to say the trip back was probably the most relaxing of the whole trip. Coming back, yeah. I I, I don't know why. It just I'm not sure if it was the stress from getting down there and and trying to promote the show or, and just yeah. So kudos, love riding with you guys. You know, I think we're getting better as a group of riders. And Absolutely. Be
3: fun. Yeah, I'll echo what both Rico and John said, and and just add. Uh, a little more context to what what John was getting to there. I, I really think it was just the conclusion of the trip that was all melding together. We've all we've been riding together longer. Um, Rico and I have ridden together for at least five years now, mm-hmm. um, and now John only probably five months. But I, th- I think what you, what you're getting to is there was a point in the ride. Like we said, the centers were quiet. We were in a nice tight formation. Uh, Rico was left of center, John was right of center, I was left to do the staggered formation, and we stayed there for miles. Yeah, And then at one point, Rico shifted, John shifted, I shifted, and then we stayed like that for miles and miles and miles, and we were just in this awesome group zone that just felt so good. There was no communication needed, we just all were riding in our slot.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Man, it just felt good, so it was good riding with you guys and I'm just, I'm truly honored to be doing this. Yeah, me too. Yep. Kudos. Awesome. Well, we'll send some quick thanks out to the riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. Um, All of our first five riders and now our our first barbershop member and of course Micah in the rotation as well. And as we said in prior episodes, you really kind of owe it to yourself to check out the perks that we have to offer. I think you will find um, there's quite a few things out there, and there's quite a bit of content and additional value that you can get for just a few dollars. So check out loudpipes.net slash donate. Um, sign up over there and, and give it a try. Again, if you'd like an official Loudpipes t-shirt, we've we've had several different t-shirts this week uh, that you may have seen. There's a new barbershop shirt. There's a new loudpipe shirt in red um, that we may be making available. But the current official shirt is available at loudpipes.net slash merch. Um, that's a nice shirt at a pretty good price, and that also provides some support for the show. Additional information for this episode, including links and some more images, can be found on our website. This will be loudpipes.net slash 60. You'll also find links there to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, and follow us on social media. Monsieur Hogan. Si, senor. Bottle is empty. Kickstand's up. I think it's time for a little...
1: Chopilla!
3: Let's get out of here.
4: Johnny? Everyone ride safe. All right. <laughs> Take care, everyone.
3: This has been an Rdub Studio production. Check us out at Rdubstudios.com iTunes or Stitcher Radio.